is up, ladies and gentlemen? Dick here with another episode of Podcastrophe. This is Podcastrophe episode 153. And, you know, it's been a long time. The last time I did an actual episode was uh, around Thanksgiving time. It was literally the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, that episode was called Big Brother is Boofing. It had Tyler McLaughlin and Corey Mc. Corey O'Connor on it, and uh, it was a blast. I had a really great time doing that episode. We did that over at uh, Tyler's house, and uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been slow. It's been real slow. I've been real busy. It's been it's it's been slow in the podcasting world, but busy in my life. So I've been doing a lot of stuff, uh, helping out around the house with activities with the kids. doing a lot of all that fun stuff. The kids are always doing something. Like I mean, we've had basketball all winter. We've had uh, dance. We've had gymnastics. All kinds of really fun stuff. Uh, my wife, Miranda, she's still a full-time student, so uh, that's, been, that's been going as well. And it's just been, it's been uh, a real humbling experience <laughs> trying to keep up with everything, trying to uh, be a dad. A better dad, and uh, try to uh, you know juggle everything and keep us afloat. That's been the big part. I've also been working a ton. Um, right around, uh, right before Christmas time, I started staying over and helping out second shift at my job. Uh, staying over about half the night, sometimes the full night, um, working a full double. That's just an absolute blast. Let me tell you, I love doing that kind of shit. But yeah, you know. So it's good money. It's real good money. That's about all I have to say about that. But here recently, I kind of slowed down on that. I haven't, uh, I haven't really touched it, to be honest. It's been a while. Uh, and because uh, we've been getting some overtime naturally on our own shift. So not, not really wanting to stay over and do more than I have to, especially when my, when my paycheck is, uh, about the same as if I did if I stayed over for second shift. So why do extra when I'm already doing extra on my own? If that makes sense. So yeah, that's a, and another big part of why uh, the the show hasn't really been going on, other than me being incredibly busy. Uh, I don't have any space to record in this house. I'm only doing this right now because my wife is uh, in class. And there's nobody in here. There's nobody in this house. I can record in peace. There's no sounds being made anywhere. There's no nobody listening to me. That's that's a big part of it. Like I could probably do the show with her here, but um, it's like a it's a self conscious thing. Like I don't, I don't like, I don't want to be <laughs> listened to outside of the actual recording and the stream. You know, I feel weird if that makes any kind of sense at all. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but yeah. So our house has a loft bedroom. I I've probably explained this on a previous episode, but our master bedroom is a loft bedroom, and it's not currently walled. It has no walls, so the rest of the house can hear whatever's going on up here, <laughs> and uh, we can hear whatever's going on in the rest of the house. So it's just there's no privacy. There's no. Uh, no getting away, you know. So, just got to make sure the house is really quiet at night, because um, my wife usually goes to bed before me, and um, and that, and she has she has a little trouble getting to sleep. 
So if I'm up here and I fall asleep before her, I'll start snoring. Next thing you know, she's all pissed off because she can't get to sleep. And then, for whatever reason, she goes and sleeps on the couch instead of waking me up to go sleep on the couch. Um, so yeah, that's a blast. Uh, so... Hopefully we can get some walls put up here soon now that we have some tax money and, you know, cushion money to do that. Uh, we'll, get a, we'll get a wall built up. We'll make this fucking house great again. Yeehaw. Um, another reason uh, I have not recorded in a while is, uh, you know, I've got people to uh, – I've got people to do this show with, and uh, it's been somewhat difficult to get – together with them to do it, to make time to do it. Either it's hard on their end or it's hard on my end, so it's just been rough. And It's one of those things where you think about it and you, you try to make the plan and then you're just like – or you don't even try to make the plan. You just think about making the plan and then suddenly you're just like, you know what, I – what if they say they can't do it? Then I just wasted my <laughs> – it's so silly, but it's like that wasted effort of – putting it out there, hey, can you do this? And then them shooting you down. Um, so, bye, Aaron. Uh, I had Aaron Smith from the band Arcos in my uh, live stream chat. So uh, have a good one, man. And uh, for those listening uh, and you're in the Lafayette area, go to the North End Pub Saturday, March 25th to see Arcos, Persevere, and 56 Feet all live and in color. Whatever that means. Really great metal that night. Have fun. Uh, I wish I could go. Especially since, you know, Arcos being my old band. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, just getting getting people together to uh, do the show with has been extremely difficult. Uh, hopefully, hopefully very soon I'll be heading over to Mr. Nick Maxson's house to record some happy fun metal time. And uh, talk some metal with him. Eat some dog and suds. Talk some metal. Yeah, you know the drill. So look, be on the lookout for some happy, fun metal time. That's coming. Uh, possibly, I know Rank 'Em All is. Uh, I think they're about halfway done with uh, their their uh, latest series of Rank 'Em All, Alice in Chains. So go check out Rank 'Em All at rankemall.rocks or on all your pod- podcasting platforms, including YouTube. Um. Yeah, so they're yeah they're ranking Alice in Chains. I think they just released Alice in Chains Unplugged. So after that, I think it's the they're moving on to the second half of uh, Alice in Chains' career with their new singer. Um, let's see. I lit a candle. It smells so good. It smells like Sprite. Yeah, it's it's a candle from Beard Octane, one of my favorite beard beard companies. They sell a lot of amazing oil and butter. I haven't really used their balm, but I'm not much of a balm person. Um, so if I guess that kind of leads me into my my first topic. But first, I want to keep talking about the the. I want to talk about the difference between uh, beard butter and beard balm, and the major difference is the the amount of uh, beeswax or wax in the 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 wax content of it, of the product. Uh, typically. Balms have a lot more wax and can be used more of like a styling tool along with a nourish. It nourishes, but it also styles and holds. Um, I prefer the natural look of my beard, although 
Sometimes I feel like I could definitely use some bomb to uh, take care of some flyaways and all that and some little frizzies, you know, just poking out, you know, every which way. But I don't do that. So anyway, so uh, I recently discovered that uh, one of my favorite companies, and I, I might I might even do a 30% review on this, but uh, you're hearing it here first, folks. Uh, one of my favorite companies, Royal Beardsman, recently did a um, revamp of their uh, their uh, their blend, their oil blend, and so their, their products have a new oil blend. I have the butter right in front of me, and this one really this this butter really caught me off guard. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the ingredients in an order that they appear, and that the way they appear in order is uh, the first thing is the most potent ingredient. So it's the thing that's mostly there. And uh, that's just the way some of these are. A lot of these should be legally labeled uh, so you know what you're getting and you know what is most prevalent. So first off, shea butter, argan oil, jojoba oil, vitamin E oil, hemp seed oil, apricot oil, squalane, squalane oil, avocado oil, scented with premium essential and fragrance oils. So anyway, um, this is from Royal Beardsman, like I said, and it's beard butter. And this stuff is just mostly used just to condition your beard. And uh, it's I, I like to wear it as like a nightly thing. Uh, like, oh, I see you like my I see you like my stream tanner. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I use this stuff to uh, condition my beard mostly at night. You can use it anytime. Uh, I do not recommend it as a replacement for oil. Oil is king. If you want an awesome beard, beard oil is one of the best things you could do for it. it uh, it's great for your skin underneath. It's mostly what it's for. It's for the skin underneath. But basically, as an explanation real quick, um, the pores on your face produce far less oil than the pores on your head. So you'll notice your hair gets a lot greasier than your beard ever does. And as you as your beard gets longer, it takes more and more oil. Like the, the oil your face produces doesn't necessarily reach all of your beard. It doesn't go all the way out to the ends of your beard. And so you need something to kind of supplement that. So enter beard oil. That's what the beard oil is for. It's to help oil up your beard, get it nice and nourished and mo I don't want to say moisturized maybe moisturized not hydrated hydrated no no that's bad but uh so one of the best things you can do for your beard is apply beard oil another great thing a lot of people don't realize is to stay hydrated keep your body hydrated with you know water drink plenty of water and your beard your beard will be great but anyway beard butter uh, has a lot of the same stuff. It uh, it has like a lot of the same stuff a, a beard oil will have. It's got a it's got a beard oil blend, um, but it also has shea butter. Typically, shea butter, mango butter, stuff like that, um, and it's solid. You just put it in your hand, rub it down, you know, break it down, and you go you push it through your beard. You know, get it all covered, and it's a, it's a conditioner, and it's amazing. And they usually smell great. Anyways, this particular beard butter was actually the very first beard butter I ever tried back in March, maybe late February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And uh, 
yeah, so I got that's when I started my my true beard journey. I've been growing a beard since about my sophomore year of high school, so that was around 2006, 2007. And you know, not yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of facial hair, but I had facial hair. That's when I started growing it for real. And uh, so, but I never really took, I never really knew about beard oil back then. I don't think beard butter was even a thing back then, but I never knew about beard oil. It wasn't until about 2013, maybe 2004, it was probably 2014, that I discovered beard oil and beard balm. And I found a company called Honest Amish and another company called Grave Before Shave. Got those. That was cool. Started using beard oil a lot. It was awesome. Uh, They had like a lot of (laughs) pine scents, which is like the most generic like I feel like pine and sandalwood are like the most generic uh, possible scents you could have for beard oil, and it's like every company, every single company has a pine scent. Every single company has a sandalwood scent, except for like the really good companies that you know actually have like serious scents. Like I, I'm, I'm really big into cologne scents. I'm really big into like citrusy scents. Um, this one that I have right here is King's Lagoon. This was the very the very first scent I tried with uh, Royal Beardsman. It is lemon, lime, coconut, and vanilla. And it is fucking incredible. What's even more incredible is the consistency of this butter. I'm going to, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter at all, but I'm going to show the camera. Like, this looks pretty solid, but it's actually not. And... It's actually a lot more solid than the very first t- uh, little tub of this that I got all the way back in 2020. But this beard butter, holy shit! Like I, I got it the other day, and I was, I was mostly expecting the same butter I had before, which was really nice. It was already basically broken down. It was nice, creamy. Um, this is creamy, but it's a lot more solid. So when it came to, when it came time to get some out. It uh, I I put put it in my palm and it just like rubbed and broke down perfectly, went into beard perfectly, smelled amazing, smells exactly like I remember it, um, and it's just awesome. Hey Alex, we got Alex Taylor in the chat, and it's it's a good time. All is well now. We have somebody in here talking to us. And I'm stalling for time. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're if you have a beard and uh, you like taking care of it, I highly recommend Royal Beardsman. Another really cool thing about them, their beard oil. So they have a, a little. They sell their beard oil at eighteen dollars, maybe twenty dollars a bottle. Now that sounds like a lot of money for beard oil, but let me tell you. Most companies sell at around that price for a one ounce bottle. What King or Royal Beardsman does is they sell it at that price for a two ounce bottle. That's basically twice the amount of beard oil that you would normally get at that price. It's really good. A lot of people say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to spend that much money. It's on just one bottle, you know." It, but it. If you have a moderately large beard, like maybe like my size or a little bit bigger, you will not go through that beard oil in less than a month. You will not go through that beard oil in less than three months. 
So that $18 gets stretched out for three months or more. <laughs> I think that is an incredible bang for your buck. Oh, Alex says, I think my phone keeps being a fuck. It keeps pausing. Well, that's weird. I don't know how that's, I don't know how, if that's on my end or if that's on your end. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it gets fixed. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. If you're on the fence about buying beard oil, don't be. Like, it is worth every penny. Uh, especially, I mean, you, you're helping your beard out. You're helping it be, you're helping it stay healthy. As, as, as weird as that is to say, I know some of you won't understand that, but until you actually, like, you know, dive into the beard growing world, <laughs> but uh, it, it'll help your beard be healthy, and it'll smell nice. People can, will be able to, sm- like, they'll, they'll walk by you and be like, wow, that smells really nice, or your significant other will be like, wow, that smells nice, hopefully. Hopefully they like the scent. If not, well, that sucks, but I'm sure you can... Typically, like, you can you could probably ask, hey, what kind of stuff do you like to smell? And then you can go searching for beard oil that smells like that. And then they'll be like, oh, wow, you smell like that thing I said I liked. There you go. Boom. Happy wife, happy life. Or whatever people say. You know, happy spouse, happy house. Yeah, you know. All right. I'm going to take a real quick drink break. So I'm going to pause this recording. And I'm back. So uh, I had some water. I talked to good old pal Alex Taylor in the chat a little bit. You know, took a took a nice breather. But we're back, and we're here to talk about some shit. So uh, let's see here. What's some movies I've watched lately? Uh, we watched. Um, fuck! It's this movie with Jason Bateman, and Tina Fey. Um, I think his name's Corey Stoll, and Adam Driver. Um, let's see here. I can't remember what, what it's, it's from like 2014. It was like their dad died and they're all at like the funeral for like a week <laughs> and they, they have to get it. They have to work through their shit or whatever. I don't know. It was funny. It was good. It was heartwarming. Um, watched that. We watched the unbearable weight of massive human talent starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. What a fucking movie that was! I had, that was that was a lot of fun watching because Nicolas Cage stars as himself. Yeah, I I didn't know he was like I knew the premise of the movie when it was uh, when it was out in theaters and stuff, but um, ugh, burp. Uh, yes, watch it, Alex. Watch it. It's a blast. She says I've been told to watch that. Well, guess what? You need to because it's. It's worth every fucking second. But no, I thought the premise was uh, it's it's Nicolas Cage playing a character that is basically himself. <laughs> Turns out Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and uh, he's an actor. He gets hired by uh, this guy to come entertain a party because, you know, that's really the only work he can seem to get right now one i guess a a movie he was gunning for uh he didn't get the part so he ends up taking this job and the job is for uh, pedro pascal pedro pascal is obsessed with him nicholas cage and uh yeah yeah so uh 
Alex says, I support that. I've had an obsession with the absurdity of Nicolas Cage for a long time. See, I've always, uh, I've always seen Nicolas Cage as two different people. You got Nicolas Cage and you got Nick Cage. Nick Cage is the guy you get in like Face Off, uh, Bad Lieutenant, uh, all those crazy movies he did in the 90s. Um, let's see here. Let's see, I already said Bad Lieutenant. Uh, there's the, the Wicker Man. That was Nick Cage. Uh, all these, all these like wild, insane movies he's done recently. So that yeah, that's Nick Cage, and then you got Nicolas Cage. You know, uh, City of Angels, uh, National National Treasure. Um, you know, like the 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 ones where he's like seriously acting, and you know they're they're basically dramas or whatever. Um, yeah, you know he's he's being a serious actor and not just fucking yelling and screaming all over the place just chaos he's not chaotic in those movies <laughs> but yeah so uh unbearable weight the unbearable I've, I've already forgotten the name of the movie but the unbearable weight of massive human talent yeah that movie fucking fantastic 10 out of 10 10 out of fucking 10 like you are rolling the entire movie and you are loving it uh, Alex says, Beck and I were just talking yesterday about that YouTube video compilation from years back of every psychotic Nick, Nick Cage scene ever. Brilliant. Yes. I, I love that video. <laughs> Especially, and that caused me to watch several of his movies because I was trying to – and not like – I think the only movie out of that that I actually picked out was uh, The Wicker Man. Uh, other than that, I've tried to uh, just naturally watch Nick Cage movies and – try to be like oh yeah that movie was in this video <laughs> uh i'm trying to i'm just trying to naturally go about this uh she says i'm right i'm just running through the streets or she says just running through the streets screaming i'm a vampire dude there's a not there's a not the bees reference in unbearable weight of massive human talent there there's a there's a not the bees reference <laughs> so yeah watch it please watch it Again, I don't, I don't give too many movies ten out of ten anymore. I used to a lot when I was a kid and didn't know any better. Um, but yeah, ten out of ten. That movie's fucking perfect. It's gold. Um, it's Nick Cage at his best. <laughs> you get Nicolas Cage and Nick Cage in this movie. And now that I've explained that, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. And Pedro Pascal, Chef's Kiss. He's great in it. Great. Um, I mean, the the movie for whatever reason just blew up on TikTok. Like scenes from that movie just fucking blew up on TikTok recently. I don't know if it's because Pedro Pascal's been blowing up even more than he already was um, with The Last of Us and his appearance on Saturday Night Live recently. But <laughs> Alex says, "Daddy, I'm gonna go ahead and showcase that." Oh yeah, Daddy. Um, yeah, I love Pedro Pascal. I loved him in Game of Thrones. I loved him in a bunch of movies that I saw with him. I loved him in, um, what did I, what else have I seen him in? Um, oh yeah, The Mandalorian. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, what, what else have I seen him in? Even though you don't really see him, but it's him. Um, anyways, uh, so we watched, uh, Saturday night, we went to the theater and we watched Scream 6. That's right. Six Scream movies. And let me tell you something about the Scream series. 
I want y'all to know. Until last year, like right around like maybe January or February, I had never seen a single Scream movie. It's not something I'm like not proud of because I don't really care. It's not something I'm proud of because I don't really care. <laughs> and I didn't care. And <laughs> so we watched the first two. It was so it was uh it was a night where there was actually a drive by on my street and my uh my nest doorbell camera actually caught the at least the firing sound down the street and uh yeah that was so that was a very uh stressful night the kids were very upset uh obviously like nothing happened to us it was wait it was down the street to one of our neighbors um but anyway so to kind of ease their minds we we slept in Miranda and I both slept in the living room so we decided to watch um somebody's messaging me oh it's not a message it's just a reaction anyway so uh yeah we slept in the we slept in the living room and we watched a couple movies. She decided, she asked me if I wanted to watch Scream. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we watched Scream. I watched Scream for the first time. She loved it. She's she's a huge fan of the Scream series. So uh, because she has an obsession with uh, Ghostface, really wants me to put that on. Just saying. I don't know if I'm ever going to, but a girl can dream. Right, right Miranda? <laughs> anyway, so we watched the first two Scream movies, and I realized something while watching the first one. I realized I've seen this movie, and that movie was called Scary Movie. Because <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I always, like, the, the scary movies... The scary movie franchise always like parodied, uh, a, a, like the Scream movies, the a, a bunch of movies. They parodied a bunch of movies, but the first Scream movie, I never realized just how much, like shot for shot, that movie parodied Scream. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are other little things like in that movie that they they parody, but for the most part, it is strictly a Scream parody, and. I never, again, I never realized just how, like, shot for shot that entire movie is parodying Scream until I watched Scream. And then you got the second one that parodies uh, 13 Ghosts and a few others, like The Exorcist and shit. But, yeah. And then they really went downhill after the second one. Even though I did like, I did like Scary Movie 3. But we're going on a tangent. We're going on, that's a tangent. Don't need that. Don't need tangents right now. I'm already having a hard enough time, you know, just talking this over. Um, so anyway, yeah, we watched the first two screen movies that night. Uh, they were okay. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I didn't hate them. I didn't really fall in love with them. They're movies. <laughs> they're, they're almost extremely dated movies. Watching a 1996 movie in 2022 at the time, it's, yeah. Alex says this is a podcast. It's all tangent. Yeah, and that's how a podcastrophe usually goes, is just tangent. Tangent city. Tangent city. But anyway, so uh, fast forward to last 
late summer, maybe early, early just before fall, uh, we finally <laughs> we sat, finally sat and watched uh, Scream three, four, and then five. And uh, I actually I actually really did like Scream three. A lot of people say Scream three is like the worst of them. I disagree. I think Scream 4 is the worst. I did not like Scream 4. I thought it was really dumb. I thought it was really cheesy. More cheesy, more so cheesy than could be expected. Uh, but Scream 3, I did like Scream 3. Uh, it was it, it, it was almost like a parody of itself. It was scary movie without being scary movie. It was actually it was scary movie while still being Scream. And uh, I think it, it had a bunch of cameos because I think the movie was done in Hollywood, and uh, the the movie took place in Hollywood is what I mean. And so there was a lot of movies still like actually being shot at that same time, like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So there's a Jay and Silent Bob cameo in the movie, along with some others. And uh, so yeah, um, I liked. I like that movie because it was basically a parody of itself and made fun of itself a lot, and it didn't necessarily feel like a Scream movie, I guess. So my favorite Scream movie is the one that's the least Scream-y. <laughs> um, but Scream 5, it was okay. I mean, they they brought they brought it back after, like, I don't know, 10 years. 10, 11, 12 years after Scream 4, and uh, re redid it, brought it back, That's because that's just what we need, another Scream movie, and then uh, that was okay, there was nothing special, as Jack Quaid, I like Jack Quaid a lot, you know, um, not Randy Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid's son, <laughs> yeah, big Jack Quaid fan, big fan of the Quaid family. And uh, so that was cool. Fast forward to uh, just the other night, and I see Scream 6. And, you know, I gotta say, like, half hour into this movie, I was not feeling it. I was, I was like, okay, we're, uh, we're done introducing the characters that we all know from the second movie, or the, not the second movie, the fifth movie, and uh, introducing more characters to this movie, and... Uh, Yep, this is no. The people are dying. People are getting killed. Yep, this is a scream movie once again. It was had the same amount of cheese. It was it was a little more brutal. Um, fast forward a little bit past uh, I don't know the forty five minute mark or whatever, and the act, the movie actually started to pick up and get really good. Uh, and I I actually by the end of it really enjoyed Scream Six, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying that but I enjoyed it. I would go, as far as my ranking would go, I would put it at number two for me. So it goes Scream 3, Scream 6, Scream, Scream, let's say Scream, Scream, um, Scream 6, Scream, or Scream 3, Scream 6, Scream 2, or Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 5, Scream 4. Scream 4 sucked. <laughs> Scream 4 really sucked. Um, a, a lot of people are divided over that, apparently. I'm, I'm learning about like all this um, Scream lore 
in terms of like the lore of the fandom. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Miranda and Mr. Corey O'Connor, who's been a guest on this show, part of the podcastrophy team now. If you ever, you know, we can ever get him on the show again, uh, along with you, Alex. I would, I would enjoy having you and him on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely trying, like, a little behind the scenes with Podcastrophy, I'm definitely trying to get more, like, three- to four-person episodes. I really like that. I, I really like the vibe of those episodes and just how either deep they can get or crazy they can get it, it, or just run-of-the-mill podcastrophe episode it can go anywhere uh i miss i miss doing it that way i miss having like that much people on the show <laughs> and uh like I, those are those are always my favorite episodes having like two or three more people than just me I, like i like one-on-one i do like one-on-one but i feel like the true spirit of the show is when we get three or four people on Alex says, yes, I usually need a little more notice. Life has been absolutely nuts lately. Yeah, I know. And that, that I, I said I, I went over my life a little bit earlier in the show and uh, how, how nuts it's been for me. Um, and just to reiterate a little bit of that, a little bit of it is like an anxiety of wasting my time. And I'll, I'll explain that. Is, uh, I don't like to – like I think about it. I think about okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up the group chat. I'm gonna hit up the group chat and be like, hey, who wants to do a show this week? And then, and I'm like, oh wait, but what if they say, what if what if none of them can do it? Then I just wasted my breath asking. And I know that sounds so so stupid because you can't. It, it's it's counterproductive because you can't um, you can't get anything done if you don't ask. You can't that you're never gonna know if you don't ask. So. Yeah, it's, it's counterproductive, but it's just like at the same time, it's just it's so defeating of a feeling when you get told, nope, <laughs> can't do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're not doing it this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Scream 6, solid movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. What else can I talk about? What else can I talk about? Um, former failed president Donald J. Trump, you know, the insurrection in chief, insurrectionist in chief, um, Cheeto Benito, Mango Mussolini, Twitler, all of the fun names, uh, potentially being indicted tomorrow. That would be March 21st. Uh, I know, I know, I like, I like having more people here to like, actually rattle off about politics and current events, but I'm going to try to talk about it the best I can. <laughs> Poetry, yes. Um, it, 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 okay, it, let's have some fun with this. Uh, post in the chat, or in, in the comments, uh, your favorite um, names for Donald J. Trump. What are your favorite uh, nicknames? Since he's so fond of giving uh, people he doesn't like nicknames, because he's a man-child, that's that's a nickname for him, Manchild. It's not very creative, but you know, the shoe fits. At least the shoe fits, uh, and it's it's not. He doesn't have to worry about his hands fitting because he's got tiny hands. Mango Mussolini. Yes, I already said that one. It's a favorite of mine as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, list off, rattle off some names, and I will I will say them as I'm you know 
rambling on about what's going on. Um, let's see here. So yeah, uh, I saw over the weekend that uh, Trump's attorneys met with the Manhattan uh, uh, DA, and uh, they were basically negotiating terms of a surrender. And right now, Manhattan is uh, he's being investigated for storm the whole um, former commander in Queef. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're, they're investigating him for the, the Stormy Daniels, uh, hush money case. Uh, so basically he used, or he, his, his attorneys paid Stormy Daniels, a former porn star, uh, hush money because he had an affair with her. And I'm, if I'm butchering the story, oh, well, it doesn't matter. The story's wild, wild regardless. So it doesn't matter what I say. It's nothing's going to be as wild as the actual story. So... Yeah, hush money paid, and then I guess he wrote he used that hush money as a tax write off or some shit, which is like super like what are you what like? And then not only that, but when like he was investigated for it before, uh, his own lawyer like took the fall for it, went to jail, and then basically turned on him because he didn't do anything to get him out <laughs> michael cohen like completely turned tail or turned yeah he, he he flipped his colors over and went to the other team and was like fuck you trump and he he's like he's very vocal about it on his own podcast mea culpa um and he's any chance he gets he's like donald trump's a piece of shit fuck him <laughs> i love it and yes, it, it is honestly on brand for Donald Trump. He he um, he uses people. If you have no use for his, any relationship you have, any relationship Donald Trump has is completely transactional. Like if he has no use for you, you're, you're not in his life. And if you are in his life and he has no use for you, then I don't know. I really don't know. But yeah, so that's gonna be what I predict as the first indictment. And, you know, I, I've heard this is what uh, uh, Glenn Kirshner, he's he's a, uh, he's a prosecutor in California, I believe. And uh, he he has a show, I can't remember what it's called right now, but he, he frequently uh, is on Brian Tyler Cohen's channel. They do a thing called The Legal Breakdown. So basically any kind of, basically what it's been is anytime there's new Trump, Trump news regarding his legal troubles, they pop in and give their commentary. And uh, he, since he's a he's a, a prosecutor, he has the the inside scoop on what's going down. Not necessarily the inside scoop, but he he understands what's going down and can kind of predict where it's going to go. People are nothing but dollar signs and cannon fodder for his bullshit. Yes, facts. So, anyways, Glenn Kirshner, he uh, and this has been something that's been said on uh, David Pakman and other places uh, where uh, nobody wants to be the first to indict Trump. Nobody, or uh, I'm going to say this better. Nobody wants to first be the first person to indict a former U S president. That being said, the moment someone does, everyone is going to want it to be the second, third, fourth, fifth, so on. However many it takes, however many charges, and investigations there are. Um, so once that first indictment drops, I predict more will come. 
I think after the the Stormy Daniels Manhattan indictment drops, um, we'll get the indictment for uh, Georgia, the Georgia election meddling. You know that phone call he made to uh, um, is it Brian Kemp? I can't remember if it was uh, the actual governor or the secretary of state. I think it was the secretary of state. Uh, but he's like, hey, uh, they're stealing this election, you know? So uh, I think you need to find me uh, approximately 11,558 votes or whatever. Yeah. So he, he he's, he's like, no, I can't do that. He's like, oh, I think you should. I think it'd be really good if you should. Uh, I don't think it'd be a good thing if you didn't because they're, they're, they're trying to steal this. And, you know, I, I need that many votes to win. It's like, what are – like it blows my mind that he like the the things I've heard him say, like literally heard him speak, it's like you think that's okay. <laughs> like you're you're no better than a fucking like sixties Bond villain. <laughs> like you're and you're not like your script is terrible. <laughs> like the the but the fact the thing is, people fucking give in to him, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It really makes you wonder if, like, some of those conspiracy theories of, like, Jeffrey Epstein and shit are real. Like, what kind of dirt does Donald Trump have on all these people that just bend to his will? And you could also say, like, oh, he, 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 people bend to his will because they, like, especially, like, Republican senators and representatives, um, they bend to his will because they need his voters. People people love Trump for whatever fucking reason. The fucking crazy people out there love Donald J. Trump. And because of that, anytime like he says, yeah, uh, you should do this for me or else I'm going to call you out and say you're not a real Republican and my people aren't going to vote for you. And they do it. <laughs> and it, it just it does it doesn't make sense. Like everyone, especially I mean, especially like uh, all the shit that came out on Fox News, uh, the uh, Murdoch or whatever. I think, the, yeah, the the owner of Fox News came out and was like, "Yeah, we knew we knew like all the election lies were bullshit." So what? <laughs> and then all the text messages with like Tucker Carlson and. Um, uh, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, like Tucker Carlson, straight up saying like I fucking hate Donald Trump, <laughs> like, like goddamn, and the, and yet they're still on TV even after that shit came out, it's like just peddling his lies and sucking up to him. It's like God, this is so like incredibly frustrating because like I sit there and be uh, like I look at this and I'm like how fucking stupid. Are these people that they have to that they actually believe it? And then I look at the people and I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand. They are fucking stupid. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, like, I know incredibly intelligent people, incredibly intelligent people, not crazy, not racist, not homophobic or bigots, anything, Islamophobic, none of that. And they still support Trump. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? So, yeah. I'm at a loss in terms of, like, the culture, the cult of Trump. The MAGA cult. 
as as Lauren Bobert or Bo Bear so eloquently put it to Jamie Raskin on the floor. Um, it's ultra MAGA. <laughs> like, oh, like talk about like if there's anyone more useless than Marjorie Taylor Greene in the in the U.S. House of Representatives, it's Lauren Boebert. And if there's anyone more useless than her, it's fucking uh, Matt Gates. So, yeah. Anyway, hopefully uh, some indictments come. Hopefully uh, those indictments actually lead somewhere because if he gets charged and convicted, he can never hold office again. And that's like that, – that's that's in-game scenario. Um, and hopefully – I mean – but at the same time, he's also somewhat of a useful idiot because every single – uh, election since he was elected, uh, anyone running on his platform of America First is what they call it. Anyone running on the MAGA platform has not been elected, except for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert for some reason. But like the government or the governors, the senator, like um, ref, let's see, uh, Herschel Walker lost, uh, Dr. Oz lost. Uh, the the governorship for Pennsylvania, that, that the Republican candidate lost. I think the only one that really the only major one that won was um, besides Ron DeSantis or Ron DeSantis, as Trump is now calling him. Not that there's no, like Sanctus isn't a word. Um, I, I think he he was just trying to shorten sanctimonious because he, he was calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. Like you're so fucking good at these nicknames, dude. <laughs> Like it's it's uh, it's some of these nicknames he has for people are just so bad. Like I can tell you're seventy something years old and like have the fucking mental the mental maturity of a fucking like seven year old. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 rambling about this and going all over the place. Yeah, hopefully indictments come from every possible angle imaginable because fuck him i'm so fucking tired i think the worst thing that came out of the 2020 election was uh i thought it was gonna what i thought was gonna be the best thing was donald j trump losing and hopefully never having to fucking hear from him again um but i i also at the back of my mind was like you know what no he's gonna lose and we're still gonna keep we're still gonna hear about him and hear from him every single goddamn day and that is what has happened. That was probably the worst thing that came out of the 2020 election, besides January 6th, the insurrection at the Capitol. And uh, I want to touch on that a little bit. There's a documentary on Discovery Plus. It is the streaming service Discovery Plus. Okay, hold on. Why do old men get to be the ones to make laws and decide shit for a world they aren't even going to live in much longer? I'm over it. Amen. But unfortunately, not enough younger men run, and unfortunately, or at least not enough younger men, you know, that are, you know, intelligent enough, wise enough, like got got a good handle on society and all that, and what needs to be done. They don't run, and even then, if they do run, people don't vote for them because. 
especially in our state, we're run by, we're a red state. Anyway, so uh, there's a documentary called January 6th on Discovery Plus, and it is literally a minute-by-minute rundown of the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Um, The Trump riots, if you will. Um, When they do, it doesn't matter if the parties don't back them. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, two-party bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So it is a minute-by-minute rundown of what happened from several different angles. Um, with interviews of policemen that were there, um, congressmen that were there, staffers that were there, uh, photographers and videographers, documenters. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very it's very hard to watch. I watched so January sixth, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, I actually had the day off of work, and I was just going about the day normally. Uh, it was nothing. Nothing too crazy, nothing too special. And then out of the nowhere, I just started seeing stuff uh, on Facebook or Facebook Messenger saying, dude, fucking uh, Trump supporters are raiding the Capitol. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's, it's a full-on riot. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> so I turned on the news and started watching live. And I followed it live for several, several hours and... I was I was just in awe that day. I was disgust I was disgusted and completely in awe. And just knowing just knowing that I watched this documentary uh a little over 2 years later and it just I, I'm I'm at a complete loss for words with this documentary and seeing it from all those different angles, seeing it from inside the crowd seeing it uh, again just total loss for words i'm i got to say i'm even more disgusted i'm even more pissed off at these people i think these people are the most vile disgusting human beings to ever be, live in this country and you know that that includes that 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 gets ranked up against you know neo nazis kkk members Shit like that. I, I put them up there with them. And I almost consider them even more vile. Um, because they're just dumb. They're just stupid fucking people that fell for these goddamn tricks. And, you know, you, you can say – you can feel sorry for them because, you know, they, they fell for it. They fell for fucking Donald Trump and his lies and they – like you can almost say that because of that they're innocent, but I don't fucking care. They're not. They are not. And you know, like sure, there probably are KKK members and neo Nazis within that crowd of fucking thousands of people that like trampled the fucking capital. But anyways, yeah, just they. It, I I watched that and I was just so filled with goddamn rage. And, you know, I, I don't like saying this. I do not like saying this. But I was sitting here like, why – and I know why they didn't. But why didn't these police officers just start firing? I mean they are entering the Capitol. They, are, that is, that they have crossed the line. What if this was a Black Lives Matter uh, protest? What if the Black Lives Matter protest entered the Capitol? They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have entered the Capitol. They would have made it 
to the, the threshold of the steps going to the door into the Capitol. They would have been shot and killed on sight because there would have been an entire fucking army of policemen and National Guardsmen waiting there for them. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong because, fuck, earlier, like the previous summer, there were a bunch of fucking Black Lives Matter protests, and they did get fucking tear gassed. All for the fucking – so that President Trump could walk across the street and do a photo op holding a Bible upside down in front of a fucking church. Yeah. All right, we got some comments. Thin blue line. You know, unless you're inconveniencing a white Republican's temper tantrum. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, cops being beat beat with fucking flagpoles. That was fun. Uh, they're vile because they have the information and the ability for change at their fingertips and they totally reject it. They have no problem firing shit against any other actual peaceful protest. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. I remember those protests. I didn't participate. I didn't go down. I got a family so I, I didn't want to put myself in any sort of uh, danger because if I'm not here for my family, no one is. And I'm, I got to think about that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's just I was just totally disgusted and floored that the audacity of these fucking people talking, or, or the things they were saying to these policemen that were holding the line, that were, you know, trying to keep them from coming in. Uh, like they, like the fact that they said, "We backed you. You need to back us." Get, and then there, another person at some point, I, I heard them yell, get out of the way. We don't want to hurt you. Like, what are you fucking talking about? And I'm not even I'm not going to get into the people calling them traitors, calling the police and ca- the Capitol Police and the, the, uh, the D.C. Police, the Metropolitan Police there, traitors. Like, are, like come on, please. But the, the fact that they had the audacity to say, we backed you, now you back us. Or get move out of the way. We don't want to hurt you. Like I'm white. Okay, I'm a, I'm a white man, and I live in America. I have privilege. Do I exercise that privilege? Maybe not knowingly, but anyway, if I were to tell a police officer on the fucking street, "Get out of my way. I don't want to hurt you," he would beat the fuck out of me. He would mace me and put me in cuffs. Or tase me and put me in cuffs. Fuck all of you. You don't... Like, you say you back the blue. You say you respect police officers. And you support police officers. And you back the fucking blue. Thin blue fucking line. Whatever. And you threaten them because your... Your president didn't win... All right, we got another comment. I went to the I went to the one up in Hammond. It was awesome and completely peaceful, and they started tear gassing the whole crowd. It was fucked. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I think another there was another point where uh, a guy inside the Capitol was interviewed interviewed by one of the the camp the 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 reporters in the crowd. Like a lot of these reporters and photographers had to go into the Capitol because the crowd took them in with them like if you if the crowd moves you got to go with them i've been in mosh pits i know how that goes so um but yeah so they're they were talking and they're like yeah uh something along the lines of um yeah we like they they need to be reminded of who they work for you know 
them being the congressmen and men and women, and uh, they needed to be reminded who they work for, supposedly talking about the people, the people who pay taxes. Okay, yeah, they they do work for us technically on paper. We vote them in, and they are technically on paper supposed to represent us. Um, what ends up happening is they more represent corporate interest and the people who pay their campaign funds. Um, but anyway, uh, on paper, yeah, they're supposed to represent us and uh, represent the people that voted for them. And uh, this guy's like, yeah, we, we came here to remind them who they work for. And I'm like, you do that by voting. If someone isn't working for you, you wait until it's time for them to be voted for, and you don't vote for them. You vote for somebody else. That's how the fucking de- democratic process works. Oh, the, 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 I don't fucking, I don't know. Oh my God. And then after, after he said, we're here to remind them who they work for, he said, and their boss just showed up to work today. (laughs) I'm like, God, you people have so much fucking audacity. And it's just, I was so, I was just pissed off, disgusted. And it's just so much more than, it originally was. The government hasn't worked for the people in our lifetimes or before, and honestly, I don't even reject the idea of a whole-ass revolution. However, and I'm waiting for this comment, I don't, I don't reject the idea of a revolution either, but at the same time, I, I still believe in I, – I do still believe in our system. I think um, it, it's got some bugs that need kinked. or it need, It's got some bugs that need worked out, and – uh, do I think that's ever going to happen? Fuck no, I don't. But yeah, I, I do believe in our system. I do believe we have good people in Congress on honestly both sides, Republican and Democrat. Um, but it is flooded with terrible fucking people as well. Terrible, greedy, fucking hypocritical um, liars. <laughs> on both sides. Uh, I voted for Joe Biden. Did I want to vote for Joe Biden? No, I did not, but I, we could not have another fucking four years of Donald Trump. And honestly, we can't have another fucking four years of Donald Trump because at this point, he's he knows what he needs to do to, to secure his uh, reign. And to, for lack of a better term, to secure his reign. So, yeah, no more... We can't have Donald Trump, and we can't have fucking Ron DeSantis either because he's he's just Donald Trump fucking 2.0, just smarter. Less charismatic, but smarter. I mean, all that anti-woke, uh, anti-trans shit going on down in Florida is just nuts. I, I seriously feel sorry for anybody I know that lives in Florida. And there's only a couple of you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you probably – you guys – from what I've seen, and I actually had to delete somebody that lives in Florida uh, who is like praising Ron DeSantis. Like, and and the thing is, that person is like the most like liberal person. They're they're super liberal people, and they're praising Ron DeSantis and shit. And I'm like, why? Like, do you not understand what he's fucking doing? <sighs> anyway, yes, I, I, Alex, I, I do believe in our system, and maybe uh. Maybe I'm just looking through rose-colored lenses or whatever 
fucking metaphor you want to give it. Uh, maybe I'm naive. I don't know. But I do believe in our system. I believe in our Constitution. All that shit. I believe in the Second Amendment, but I do believe it should have limits. Um, I believe, obviously, in freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequence. Um, yeah. Yeah, nothing ever surprises me from Florida at this point. Yeah, it all started with Florida, man, and now it's all this fucking legislation. <laughs> like, can we just have only Florida, man, again? Like, I, I would like, I would like for, to just go back to just Florida, man, being the only news from Florida. <laughs> I do, I love Jacksonville. I like, I like going down to Jack's Beach. Uh, uh, my mom's got a condo down there, and it's fucking beautiful. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, Trump indictments hopefully coming, and hopefully he gets charged and uh, convicted. I don't. I, I honestly don't think he'll ever see a jail cell, uh, but I do think if he gets, he'll get convicted. Um, something something's got to stick, and if he gets convicted, he can't run for office. He will have zero power except for, you know, whoever still follows him and does what he wants them to do. But he won't have the power to do it himself. He'll have to get people to do it. And the thing is, I think people, I think a lot of people in the Republican Party, in Fox News and such, they're wising up. They're not, they're not following him quite like they were. I think we've seen a downfall in both voter support and, uh, uh, congressional support for Donald Trump, <laughs> which you know you would think after January sixth, uh, there wouldn't be a single a single Trump supporter in Congress, but <laughs> that that lasted all of like two weeks. Even, like Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> after all the shit he said condemning him, condemning Trump, didn't matter. He, he now he's he's back to sucking his dick. Uh, Lindsey Graham, same thing. They, I, like, they impeached the guy fucking twice. Only president to ever be impeached twice. Soon to be the only president, the only former president to ever be indicted on federal crimes, federal or civil crimes. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. That this fucking guy could possibly lead our fucking country again. Because guess what? He's a he's a Republican nominee. <laughs> it's just like God damn it. Anyways, uh, I was going to talk about some video game stuff. Um, like, I don't know how much I'm going to talk about it. I've kind of used up my voice, but um, I guess uh, like right now I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy. I know a lot of people are like up in arms against it being transphobic, or not it being transphobic, but J.K. Rowling being transphobic. You know what? Uh, separate the art from the artist, because uh, I don't give a fuck about J.K. Rowling. She's a piece of shit. But I love. Uh, I love Harry Potter. I love the world of Harry Potter. Um, so I'm going to enjoy this game. Sorry. I know I know where I stand on all the uh, human rights issues, and I don't, I don't need somebody to tell me I'm not an ally because I'm playing a fucking video game. I'm an ally. I, whether you like it or not, I support people and who they, ident- who they choose to be and who they choose to love. I, I support you. Whether you accept that support or not, whether you consider me an ally or not, uh, I'm going to play a fucking video game. And you could argue, you could even argue, uh, 
oh, it's just a video game. So if if uh, human rights are more important to you, why is why does it matter if you don't play a video game that makes money for a fucking bigot or transphobic person? Turf. I've heard that term. Uh, well, it's it's just a video game. <laughs> like, I, I I I like the game. It's it's actually a very fun game and. Like I said, I love the Harry Potter universe. I'm not going to turn my back on the characters and the story just because they're fucking uh, creators a shitlord. I mean, right now Kathleen Kennedy is running Star Wars, and I fucking hate her, but I still love Star Wars. Given she's also not a piece of sh- uh, she's not a piece of shit like J.K. Rowling, but yeah, you know. So I'm playing that right now. Uh, I'm dabbling a little bit in Skyrim. I started. Skyrim, uh, while I was waiting on the Monster Hunter to come out for PS5, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, you know, the game I already fucking played and beat and have been playing for two years, all of a sudden comes out on PS5, uh, but yeah, I played Skyrim just to pass the time and I am loving it. If, uh, if you ever played Skyrim before and you're looking to play Skyrim again, play it on fucking PlayStation 5 because zero load time makes it infinitely better. Uh, plus, you add some mods in, and you can just have a blast. So, been playing that. Um, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise, waiting for the expansion to come back because or come out, which is coming out April twenty or twenty eighth. Uh, and that's where the fun begins. That's where the f- f- fucking Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is where the game truly shines. And I can't wait for it to come out so I can get into that and get past all this Rise shit because Rise sucked. Like, I eventually liked it, but compared to Sunbreak, it just sucks. Like, I, it's, it's almost unplayable to me because Sunbreak is so much better. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm playing right now is Hogwarts Legacy. I'm borrowing that from somebody, uh, and then, yeah. All right, we got some comments. Got a long one from Alex. Uh, going back to the political shit, uh, there are too many politicians in the pockets of corporations and standing on platforms of hate and regression, and unfortunately we have enough people in this country who feel validated in the racism, sexism, homophobia, etc. since Trump was elected. And they can vote. Plus, the amount of people who will vote for red or blue, no matter who it is, you could have just left it at no matter who, because that's the line. Vote red or, or vote blue no matter who. I say that in a hick accent like most Democrats are – yeah, anyway. Um, they, they'll vote no matter who it is, even if they don't agree with them, purely because that's just what they do. Um, but yeah, uh, to speak on that a little bit, yeah, I mean you, you also have down-ticket voting, which if you you vote all Republican or all Democrat, whether you know who you're voting for or not, you click all Republican. You vote, and then – you get you basically select a vote for all the Republicans on the ticket. It's not it's not based off of uh, it's not based off of policy whatsoever. It's not based off of who the person is. It's just you're voting for all the Republicans because they're Republicans. Down ticket voting is dumb. Don't fucking do it. Now, the last time I voted, the 2020 presidential election, I didn't vote down ticket. I could have. I could have voted all Democrat because I, I have zero faith in the Republican Party. Um, but no, I chose. I chose some. I mean, I I mostly voted Democrat, but I also chose some Libertarian candidates. I chose some Independent candidates. So yeah, there's that. 
Yeah, fuck down ticket voting. So this started out as a really fun podcast and then got into a huge political rant. And that's fine. That's what this show's about. It goes wherever it goes. I'm not mad about it. I've, I was definitely wanting to get a lot of that off my chest. And honestly, I barely scratched the surface. Uh, I barely scratched the surface from what I feel and what I want to talk about. But that is what it is. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this now and uh thank you guys for listening um and hopefully I'll, I'll be back here soon hopefully i can get some stuff out to you guys and um you know get back to this regularly i'm tr- i'm working on getting a desk and getting my pc up and running again uh, and having a recording space downstairs and uh it won't be private and i'll definitely still have to wait until nobody's here but at least i'll have something a little more solid than my wife's desk and that I can't always use. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on all the plod- ugh, all the podcasting platforms like um, Podbean, Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's mostly Pod uh, iTunes. We're on iTunes for sure. <laughs> so uh thank you guys for listening and please make every day a big dick day bye guys <laughs>